Hey, Mets fans. Happy Tuesday. How you doing? Staying dry? Raindrops, raindrops, raindrops. Nothing but raindrops the last couple days. But remember, hopefully April showers bring the Met doubleheader wins. Yeah, we're going to start the ball rolling today with a twin dip at City Field, a.k.a. God's Country, as we finally get to start the series against the Phillies today. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. How about you? We haven't caught a break with the schedule so far, having the uh, first series wiped out in Washington due to Nationals protocol with COVID. And then uh, what a mess it was Sunday with the Marlins with that game. And then yesterday was a complete washout. So hopefully we get back on track. Uh, some teams have lapped us in games played already so far. So hopefully we can get the ball rolling, get some consistency, get everybody out there. And I kind of like our chances today. We got uh, Marcus Stroman coming back on the mound today. Uh, first he was saying maybe he wouldn't pitch until Friday or so, but he's ready to go. And... We'll have Taiwan Walker, who really impressed me his first time out on opening day. Well, City Field opening day. Uh, the Phillies are in for a four-game set. Uh, like I said, doubleheader today. Regular game, Wednesday night game on uh, tomorrow. And Thursday afternoon, a big game. Now, for those who uh, had tickets for yesterday's game, they will not be valid for Tuesday's doubleheader. Uh, fans holding such tickets will receive credit in their Mets ticket account and they can use purchase of a future 2021 game or April 22 home game. Uh, fans with tickets for Tuesday's originally scheduled game if you're going tonight can attend both halves of doubleheader. Is it a true doubleheader? Well, not true. It's seven innings, but game two will start approximately uh, 30 minutes after the conclusion of game one. So if you're going out to the ballpark, try and get there early. You'll see two for the price of one, even if they're seven innings apart. A seven-inning ball games. Uh, I'm not sure how you guys feel about these seven-inning doubleheaders. I do think they're intense games, and the starting pitcher has a lot to do with the outcome, more so than a nine-inning game. So it's good to have uh, Stroman and Walker out there because uh, both times out, they gave a solid six innings. You don't have to rely on the bullpen as much. As a purist, I would like to see nine-inning games. I think every game should be nine innings. Or, if you're going to convert to seven innings, have every game seven innings. But that's just the way it is right now in baseball. Hopefully, they'll get all that straightened out. Uh, but, yeah, Sunday was a mess. Stroman only got to throw nine pitches. He was not a happy camper afterwards. But he will be going today. Uh, Taiwan Walker starting game one. Stroman game two. And it looks like game two will be a beauty as uh, Stroman looks to be going against... Aaron Noah, and wow, that's going to be a good one, isn't it? Uh, I'm really impressed with Aaron Noah. Always have been. Uh, he had that one great year a few seasons ago, and I've been a big fan ever since. Uh, one thing about me you'll notice is I appreciate all teams and all players and all pitchers and all hitters and everything else. And it's just a joy. It's a joy to watch uh, Aaron Noah pitch. So I'm looking forward to it uh, without a doubt. Uh and hopefully we can do some damage. We didn't do much against him. He didn't pitch that great the last time out against the Mets in Philly, but he did enough to win, and the Mets just didn't come through. So uh, hopefully we get his number today. And uh, Anderson's pitching game one, and I like our chances in that one with Taiwan. Taiwan, I think, is going to be a pleasant surprise for us, without a doubt. 
Uh, now going into the game, uh, things you might need to know is uh, Jeff McNeil is our hottest hitter against the Phillies out of all the guys in the lineup. He has batted 367 against the Phillies, uh, 55 for 150. It's the third highest mark among active players against the Phillies. So Jeff loves that Philadelphia Freedom pitching. And it's their third highest batting average by a Met against the Phillies. Uh, there are two guys tied at the top. And that is going to be our trivia question later on, so stay tuned. Uh, and Dominic Smith, he's recorded a hit in all four games this year. He started the season, 2019 season. Since the start of 2019 season, I should say, Dominic owns a 298, 362, 569 slash line with 63 runs, 32 doubles, a triple, 22 homers, 70 RBIs, and a 931 OPS in 143 games. What a pleasant surprise Dom has been. I love the guy. You gotta love his character, you gotta love his leadership, and you gotta love, quite frankly, the way he friggin' smacks the ball around. And against Philly, he has a 292 batting average, 356 OBP, 569 on base, uh, uh, slugging average with 14 doubles, triple eight homers, and 21 RBIs in 46 games. And that's his highest batting average against any team in the division. So, as is always the case, whether it's uh, City Bank, uh, Citizens Bank Park, or what have you, the Mets do love to feast against Philly pitching. And he has 23 extra base hits against Philly. Philly is highest total against any one team. And that includes 17 extra base hits since the start of 2019. And that's tied with Ronald Acuna Jr. for the most in that span against Philadelphia. Now here's some of the bad news. Uh, the Mets just ain't hitting with runners in scoring position. 146 batting average and that ranks 29th in the majors and 14th in the National League. Now, Captain Obvious, Uncle Stan is going to give you some little baseball advice. When you don't hit with runners in scoring position, you ain't going to win ball games. Uh, on the other hand, they they have a 351 on base percentage of runners in scoring position, which is 7th in the National League and 13th in the Majors. you got guys like Brandon Nimmo and uh, Michael Conforto getting hit by pitches and walking, so that boosts it up. So there's always a silver lining somewhere, isn't there, folks? And uh, the other bad news is the Mets have left at least 10 runners on base in three of their five games this year. And overall, they've left 45 runners on base in 2021. And that's just over five games. Uh, Brandon Nemo, like I said, I love this guy. And I hope you guys are. I've been preaching all the last couple years about Brandon Nemo. And I can't believe they wanted to trade somebody to replace him in center field. Just give him the opportunity. He'll work hard. May not be the greatest center field in the world, but his bat is so valuable. And he ranks second in the major leagues and leads the National League with a 565 on base percentage. And he's safely reached base at least twice in all five games this season. And only four Mets have a longer such streak to begin the season. David Wright, who holds the record with 10 straight to start the 2012 season. And if Nimmo reaches twice today, he tied Jeff Francoeur, Jose Reyes, Mike Cameron for second on the list. He's batting 417 with two runs, three doubles, an RBI, six walks, 565 OBP, and a 1.153 OBP. Uh, and he's hitting lefties, so there's no reason for him not to be in the lineup against lefties. He's three for six so far with a double two walks against the uh, Southpaws, and he's reached base in 18 straight games dating back to September 11th of last season.
Now, the pitching has been there for the Mets. Let's, we, we are so deep in pitching. When everybody gets healthy, this is going to be a dangerous team. Uh, through five games a season, the Mets have made four quality starts. They had 17 quality starts in 2020, going 9-8 and eight in those games. So we're way ahead of last year's pace. Uh, we own a 3.0 ERA, which is a major improvement over last year, with eight walks and 33 strikeouts in 2021. That's the Mets starters. Uh, Mets pitchers are batting three for 10 this year. How about that? Uh, thank Jacob Grum for most of that. And uh, we're going to go keep hoping Michael Conforto starts hitting that ball, and he has 118 home runs in his career, tying with Ed Cranepool for 11th on the all-time list. Uh Let's see what else I can throw at you. Uh, that's about it. Uh, as far as today's game and, well, today's game is doubleheaders. When we come back, we're going to do some of our fun stuff that we always do. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, Met fans, we're back with the most popular segment on the broadcast. Well, one of the most popular. Aren't they all popular? And that is our Met trivia question slash Jeopardy question of the day. Now, earlier I teased you about this one, where I said that Jeff McNeil has a 367 lifetime average against the Phillies. It's the third highest batting average by a Met against the Phillies. There are two players tied at the top with a 383 batting average with a minimum of 100 at-bats. Who are those players? I'm going to give you time to figure this one out. Lock in your answers. At the end of the broadcast, we will have the answer. So think about it, give you a few minutes, lock in your answers, at the end of the broadcast we'll give you the answer. Now for our other fun stuff. Birthdays in Met history today. Ready? There are two of note. Uh, the first one is Johnny Stevenson. He was born in 1941. And Johnny was with the Mets for three years. Uh... And believe it or not, he wore five different numbers with the Mets. Can you name them? 49, 19, 12, 51, and 32. How about that? Johnny was prim primarily a catcher. Uh, in 64, he played every he played four positions where he didn't play catcher. 14 at 30 in outfield, five in uh, left and three in center. But then he became a backup catcher in 65 and 66. 47 games as catcher in 65. 66, he had 51 games. Uh, the most he ever had in at-bats were 66, uh, 143 at-bats, batted 196, 248 on batting percentage and uh, on base percentage and 238 slugging percentage. So Johnny wasn't the greatest of home uh, hitters, but he did have a two-home run game against Cincinnati on September 16th, 1965. How about that? And he managed, he was with the Mets system, he managed... Uh, a few of the farm teams, the Gulf Coast Mets in 65, Kingsport Mets in 96, Capital City Bombers in 97, Gulf Coast Mets in 98, 99, and Capital City Bombers again in 2000. Who remembers those Met franchise, uh, minor league teams? Anyway, that's our first birthday of the day. The second, Ricardo Rincon, born in 1970. Ricardo was with us in 2008. Uh, he was signed as a free agent in the offseason. And then he was granted free agency at the end of the 2008 season. He wore number 73, pitched in eight games and only four innings with the Mets. And the area 4.50, no wins, no losses. Now, as far as transactions are concerned, 
the Mets released Marlon Anderson. Remember Marlon? April 13, 2009. And they granted free agency to Blaine Boyer on April 13, 2011. And then they claimed Aaron Laffey, that Toronto Blue Jays did, on April 13, 2013 from the Mets. Now, as we do every year, it's April 13th, and we like to spotlight one of the games that happened in Met history in 2013. And what better game to spotlight if you're a Met fan? No, it's not actually a good game to spotlight, but we have to be honest and cover what's out there, don't we? Uh, it was 1983, and the Phillies were trailing by five runs entering the final frame, and they beat the Mets 10-9 when Bo Diaz hit a walk-off bases-loaded home run. The Philadelphia's catcher ultimate grand slam, a home run which wins a game when a team is down by three runs in the bottom of the final inning, is tossed by Neil Allen, who only faces the final batter, Diaz. Uh, wacky, wacky game. Uh, the Mets were down 4-1 after three, tied it in the fourth 4-4. Went ahead in the 5th, 6-4. Uh, head top of the 7-7-4. Seven, seven, Phillies got a run in the bottom of the 5th. Chiseled away, 7-5. Mets seemed to put it out of, out of reach, 9-5 after 7.5. But then the 5-run bottom of the ninth for the Phillies did us in. Greg Swan was the starter. He really didn't have it that day. He had pitched 3 innings, 5 hits, 3 walks, no strikeouts, 4 earned runs. Rick Ombi was sailing along. Sailing along until that ninth inning, he pitched five and two-thirds innings, gave two hits, three earned runs, four runs, four walks, two walk strikeouts. Jesse Orozco came in, uh, walked a batter, and they took him out, and Neil Allen gave up the infamous tater. Dick Ruthven started for the Phillies. He didn't do too much. And uh, how about this lineup for the Phillies? Pete Rose Batting leadoff in right field, Gary Matthews, left field, Joe Morgan, second base, batting third, Schmitty batting fourth at third, Tony Perez, fifth, Von Hayes, center field, sixth, Bo Diaz, seventh, Ivan de Jesus, eighth, and Dick Ruth in ninth. And here's our Met lineup for that day. Mookie Wilson leading off, center field, Bob Baylor, shortstop, Dave Kingman, first baseman, batting third, George Foster, uh, left field, batting fourth, Danny Heap, right field, batting fifth. Ronnie Hodges, Ronnie again popping up. Uh, catcher batting sixth. Hubie Brooks, Hubie Babbling Brooks, third baseman batting seventh. Brian Giles batting eighth. And uh, Craig Swan was the starter. Rusty Staub came up as a pinch hitter. Uh, Dave Kingman had a good game. Uh, he had four hits in that game. How about that, Kong? Raises batting average up to 273 with two runs and two RBIs. Way to go, Kong. And one of those hits was a home run. Bob Baylor went deep for the Mets. Danny Heap went deep for the Mets. Bo Diaz and Mike Schmidt uh, went yard for the Phillies. Uh, Mets left 13 men on base in this game. That's one of the reasons why they lost. Uh, and that's your game of the day. The Philadelphia Phillies coming back in big fashion to beat the Mets 10-9 on April 13th, 1983. Uh... What else we got for you? We got we always got stuff for you, don't we? we got a lot of stuff. Um, but I think that's going to be it for today. <laughs> and I'm going to give you the answer to that trivia question right now as I cue up the Jeopardy theme once again. The question was: Jeff McNeil is third highest, the highest third highest batting average against active players against the Phillies. Who were the two players? who are tied at the top with a 383 batting average. Have you all locked in your answers? That's good. I'm glad you did. 
And the, the two players are Azdrubal Cabrera and John Owerud. Tied at the top with a 383 batting average with a minimum of 100 at-bats. So that'll wrap things up, as they like to say in the business. Uh, don't forget, we got a double dip. If you can make it in front of the TV, or better yet, if you're at the ballpark, be there by 4 o'clock today. Uh, it's going to be fun. Taiwan and uh, Marcus go for the Mets. and It's two seven-inning games. Uh, so they'll be short and brief, and hopefully the starters come through. So that's it for today. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, as always, with our hopefully happy Met recap. Uh, want to wish you all a great day. Thanks for listening. Uh, always feel free to drop me on at philstan41 at gmail.com. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, like the podcast if you look on one of your carriers. Let them know that you like us. And that'll be it for today. Uh, again, thanks again for listening. Your support is greatly appreciated. Uh, play ball and let's go Mets.